This is Boat Crew RPG with The Learning Curve. Welcome everybody to the, uh, well, two out of three people who are hopefully going to be playing for a character creation for our masks, upcoming masks game, The Learning Curve. So, hello, Yorin, and uh, how, do I, how do you want to go by? Randane, William, huh? Bill? Bill is fine. I'm, I'm so flexible with my name at this point that it's not an issue anywhere. <laughs> okay. Uh, you you got to... <laughs> We've 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 come full circle. It's like back in the olden days, like like you'd have like like you, you wouldn't give your name because the, the fame might steal it. And that's what I got. They had in like China. They had a whole system where it was like a, a courtesy name where it'd be like, oh hey, this is my name. This just in polite conversation, but you wouldn't tell people your actual name unless they were like close to you. We've come full circle. It's nowadays we do it again because what's the internet handle? We go by that, or you go by your actual name. Well, for me, it's a good thing to use my name at least sometimes because my legal name and my pen name have the same first given name, just a different last name, so I don't get mistaken for a couple of historical figures. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm a little bit tired. I, my brain is still trying to catch on full cylinders. All right. So we're here to talk about character creation for the upcoming game. So uh, let's. How do you guys want to start? Because basically, there is there is a bit of a backstory to the setting. But I didn't. I don't want to like you know just start turn into like one of those D and D. You had to read, read the whole book I'd written just to understand what's going on. But I thought there were seventy five pages worth of the secret twisted backstory going on, and I need to read the footnotes. Can Can you instead just give us a short summary? I'll try. And if I sounds like I'm making stuff up. It might be because I deliberately have not like put a lot of notes down on this to prevent that. Even though I want to, damn it, I want to make that seventy-five page backstory. I want to. You well, it doesn't involve do. kaiju. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. so here's so here's the deal. You give us the Cliff Notes version now, yeah. and then by the end of the campaign, we will have that 75-page okay. backstory with all the different places that we came up with. All right, so I'm ba- so the, the Max RPG comes with its own sort of like setting to it, and I'm taking bits from it, and but mostly I'm taking bits of it and usually putting my own spin on it. So what is, like, what, uh, definitely one thing I love the game for doing is that they have essentially you guys are not the newest you're not you're not superheroes are not new they have been a thing for three entire generations before you so in the beginning there was what's called the gold generation and if you if you know anything about comic book stuff they, like it'll it's like related to that so basically in the golden age the superheroes that were first emerged they had powers but they weren't you know, crazy. They had they maybe they were they were stronger. Maybe they could shoot like a laser beam, but it was just the one thing. Like they could do lower level stuff. And for the most part, they didn't really like you know change how the whole world worked. It's more like oh hey, there's people who can do extra stuff in it. Then comes the Silver Age, the second generation, and things start. The status quo starts changing. 
So what I have decided happens in this world is that, well, basically, like, superheroes are literally able to, like, you know, basically everyone's like, okay, so at any random point, a person could suddenly, you know, you know, gain the power to, you know, overthrow the government because they could massively plan anything or they could, you know, literally just walk into the White House because, like, nothing they can throw at them will hurt them. And so just the the sheer power imbalance, like, shook up how people are trying to understand things. And then, and then time and space itself started to get weird. And so, essentially, like, near the, what marks the end of the Silver Age and the beginning of the Bronze Age, the third generation, is something I'm calling the breaking, where essentially it's like their big, you know, crisis thing about you know, the big crossover event that all the superheroes had to work together to solve and the, for you guys in halcyon city which is where you live you there's you don't have the full idea especially since you're teenager-ish like you know that there was some kind of multi-dimensional issue going on so it was like something was causing it you've heard it's called you've heard people refer to it like, like the scar and you know it was a thing they had to fight against, but then oh, the, sorry, the wound, and so you're like, you're basically you know, things got really dicey, and you know that, you've heard that in the past, like literally, things shuffled, like maybe a city would disappear and be replaced by like just big, open, like, like it would just, it would just vanish and be like like just, you know, green forest would pu- appear where the city used to be or just, you know, empty landscape. Or maybe a city would be replaced by an alternate version of itself. Like it's st- like like Belgium would still be Belgium, but it's now from a totally different halt in history. So that happened, and then eventually the all of its like the multi-dimensional stuff snapped shut. Like it, the breach was closed, but still that left you know several hundred million people either dead or missing in the aftermath. So things definitely fell apart during the Bronze Age. And then the Kaiju come in. And so this is basically the Bronze Age is like kind of post-apocalyptic, but like governments were still a thing, but they were definitely like, okay, we're doing this just because this is mostly just partly just because of momentum. Like, okay, we've been doing this for, we don't really, the country might be in pieces literally, but we're still here. We gotta we gotta keep this thing going. At the same time, things called the scars, basically the just huge monsters, the kaiju, like showed up saying that they were literally trying to break down the walls and restart the whole you know, multi-dimensional crisis shuffle thing. And so now you guys are here. Like you you can drive away the kaiju and some of the worst, like you know, people and warlords have been put down since in your in your lifetimes but it's still like things have i guess kind kind of gotten more peaceful but it's definitely very tentative peace it's very unstable and so now you guys have got to pick figure out all this all this and you have to go to school again for the first time in your lives and that should more or less cover the the, the broad strokes of what you need to know. That's pretty awesome, and it's a pretty heavy setting to start walking around and I I, 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 like, I like the fact that it's multi-generational, though, because my first concept definitely is very multi-generational. 
Excellent. So yeah, that is definitely like when I, I first heard about the RPG uh, a few years ago. I can't remember if I heard about the RPG first or if I, there was a podcast I found called Protean City Comics, which is like they have a whole like, they have just tons of episodes about heroes going on in Protean City, which is in the mass setting. It's very, pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I definitely, I love the idea of the multi-generational superhero stuff. And I also liked just from the superhero stuff I've read that I like a bit darker stuff. So this is definitely going to be fun, but intense, I, I hope, but in the fun way. All right. So let's get into characters and see if we can figure out just where they come from and what context they find themselves in. Let's start with Doreen. What, 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 what do you got in mind? So after some thinking and and going through all the playbooks i landed on the newborn okay so could you explain that for the audience yeah sure uh i think it will also get more clear while we go through it but the basic concept is you are newly created and you don't know anything about this world um this whole new like it's all new it's all wonder it's all adventure it's not going to be easy. People have have opinions of where you come from. Um, but you were made, and now you're here. Good luck. All right. So what do you so what so what is your newborn? What are they what are they, are they a robot? Are they uh, a genetic experiment in the lab? What's going on with them? So they are definitely a bio biomechanical thing. So it's likely. Like the outside looks like normal skin, but maybe on the inside there is more technology. Um, okay. But I, I really, really wanted to play a cat person, so I'm going to play a cat person. All right. <laughs> um, because cats are all kinds of things. They are, they are liquid. They don't give a fuck about anything, um, and and yeah, they can absorb sunlight to fuel themselves. Now here, here is a bit of something that now there is a bit of a like a media back upsetting context that I, that I think could work if you want to, to if you want to like discuss it out. Interested? Sure. Okay. So I was going to say that one of the big big recent changes, specifically for Halcyon City where you guys live, is that the whole reason you're going to school for the first time is that prior to that. P- people were afraid to send their kids to school because of the Earl King, and the Earl King was like, you like public knowledge of the Earl King is a bit hazy. Like, you know, despite the name, it was actually a woman. You know that about you know fifteen years ago, they essentially destroyed a small town of about a thousand people. You know that since then, they have had an army of usually uh, people like enslaved by their power like they literally like like touch a person and like mutate them and make them sort of like uh, uh what's the word um like like make them loyal to the Earl king and you know that for a while there she targeted schools for reasons that are all over the place you, you don't know for sure and then two years ago they finally managed to take her down and if some of the rumors you've heard are true, they might have her head in the in like a trophy room somewhere in a jar. But, but that's just a rumor. You know, that's probably not true. 
So if you want, I you could say like you you could be like you could be like a part of the Royal Kings Army because like you maybe maybe you were like snatched as a young child. Now you're like, wait, what was I doing before? Oh, because while the mutation changes, the loyalty to the Earl King will wear off if you don't like receive a new charge. Or it could be perhaps that someone was tra- basically it's like a like maybe some secret or secret organization was like, oh hey. If one person can make a freaking army all by themselves, we gotta we gotta figure out how they did that and try to copy it. Yeah, I was definitely leaning more towards evil scientist kind okay. of thing. Um, but it might indeed be copied. How long did the how long did the Earl King torment the country? Uh, about thirteen ish years. So that means that theoretically. Like this, this scientist could actually have been an advisor or work for, and as soon as my character was made, they immediately there was that control, and this is just the first time they are free, which basically means that they are newborn and do not understand anything because nothing is retained from the time before. All right, that sounds that sounds good. That, that sounds interesting. Yeah, now we have best of both worlds. <laughs> So how so so okay yeah 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 so we have a te- so we have one new character the newborn so how about Bill how how do you want to what's your character idea actually mine fits in really interestingly with this I'm thinking of a multi generational I'm thinking of uh, being the third generation actually in this family that's gone back and forth between more heroic and more villainous tens. So, which playbook specifically are you trying to do? Are you trying to go for the legacy, or are you trying to go for the scion? Okay, it's a, it's got a lot more flex in the nature of the character, and I'm thinking of someone who does a lot of technological things, sciencey okay. things, chemistry things, and so on. And well, I mean, first generation brainy type in the family was all heroic and everything. Second generation script flipped rebellion of the youth and all that and once again the youth is rebelling and going in the opposite direction again (laughs) but it's a family of people who tend to either have powers build their own powers or of course the occasional both because what are we kidding that happens in how many comic books everywhere (laughs) and of course because i'm a prolific and horrible punster this mechanical chemical engineer is alchemy allison the chemist (laughs) ended up being named alchemy by her horrible horrible brother who would not get her a chance to give a better superhero name and the two of them have been arguing about it ever since (laughs) oh i love it i love it so yeah, and as an amusing note, her last name is Tayin, if I'm spelling that, uh, pronouncing Bill, that correctly. Bill, oh. can you talk towards the Sorry, mic? sorry. I <laughs> grabbed my notes from the side. Sorry, yep. No. Fun note. Last name was Tayin because I looked up one of the original Arabic workers of the all the alchemy texts, which was Jabir Ibn Hayin, and I don't speak Arabic, so I'm horrible with pronunciations, but things move forward five or seven hundred years easily and pronunciations get all muddy and funky anyway so wonderful fun connections 
All right. So if you want to, just for the record, let's let's just like go down the list of uh uh of, on the playbook. It should have a thing. Just so go down the uh the the questions and let's start working them out. Let's start with Bill. All right. So under our backstory questions, who was my super villain parent? Uh, like, let's just start with like just you know, top to yeah. top to bottom. Just uh, all right. My super villain parent. Well, uh, Irene, I believe you said you needed somebody who was a horrible mad scientist. Yeah, like who <laughs> else would make a cat <laughs> a cat person? Yeah. We'll just literally have this one called the engineer at this point in time because they designed pretty terrible things and were relatively good at keeping their actual name undercover by comparison, especially to avoid war crime tribunals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And who told me about my parents' nature? Well, um, they were really good at avoiding war tri tribunals until somebody managed to offer me amnesty. And now they're not so good at avoiding the tribunals, even if they're partially in, in absentia. Okay. I'm pretty sure my parent is in hiding and I am not in trouble for being related to them and having to be in the laboratory as part of my growing up because of that. <laughs> Makes sense. Which is why I'm on the outs with my brother. Oh, is your brother still with your parent? Oh, my brother's continuing on the legacy in a far darker manner, I'm certain. I see. <clears throat> Just make that note. Why did my lineage turn to be a hero? Because I don't like being put in jail for war crimes. <laughs> and breaking the Geneva Convention and... Well, I mean, how could you do make cat girls and then cat boys and they're too cute and you're doing what to them? You know that is a valid reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're making cute things and then being mean to them. I can't stand that. Excellent. And why do you care about the team? Oh, no, sorry. Who outside the team helps you with control the bat? That's the next question. I believe that I have a handler when I got put under witness protection, Ooh. it's going to fail sooner or later because at some point my brother and or parent will track me down. But until that point, witness protection kind of helped me and I got a mask up for good reason. Excellent. Excellent. I like it. And I care about the team because I might actually be somewhat of a good person and not just trying to avoid prosecution. But I'm also trying to avoid prosecution. So you actually care, and you would care to avoid jail time. Yeah, I probably care. I'm very certain that people believe that I care. And I might believe it too. I'm very convincing to myself. I don't know if I always believe it, but I usually will believe it. You're yes. trying your best. You've just been taught differently. You've got it. I mean, we, we've all been there, you know, raised to, to treat other things as just, you know, tools to use, to discard, you know, it's easy stuff. It's a... <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, when you come down to it, DNA is all a lot of ones and zeros in certain senses anyway, and I'm trying to make a lot more one and a lot less zero. 
All right. Now for Yorin. Yes. So my first question is who created you? Which, and I, yeah, I'm, let's, let's go with it. Let's just keep that the engineer because that now makes sense. And it also immediately connects our characters, which is just nice. Uh, why? Um, I think the whole reasoning of this scientist was that if I make things that could be perceived as cute, people are less likely to immediately think the worst. They are more likely to try to adopt these these people, creatures, amalgamations, whatever I made, into into their homes and try to rehabilitate them which doesn't work because they're under control. So how cute are you? I have to clarify so, this because it's because you bring the head up. So that's the thing on the inside, not at all cute because it's, it's a weird mix of, of muscle and fibers and, and uh, actual tissue combined with, with mechanical parts in places where he couldn't get the biology quite right. Um, and then instead of normal human ears, there is just two cat ears on top and a big fluffy tail. Like, I don't know if Japan still exists, but Japan went wild over this invention in all kinds of directions um, until they turned into murderous monsters. So you're a cat girl? Mm, boy. Um, boy. Th- th- yeah, I don't think I ever read out my name. Um, so I'm going to play Catroni, uh, C-A-T-R-O-N-I. And his normal normal name is Tony, or their normal name is Tony, pronouns they them. And sometimes you have these places where all of a sudden people demand you have a last name. Tony doesn't have a last name. So then Tony just goes for technology because somewhere they read that your last name was something that presented your your family in like the faraway times. And Tony took that as, okay, what's on my inside? A lot of technology. So my last name will sometimes be technology, but I prefer not to have one. and if if I'm superheroing stuff, then I'm Catroni. I love I love I love it. It's like it's like someone is like definitely is like wait. So you change? Okay, so I'm not Tony anymore. I I'm Catroni. Catroni. Yeah. That that works, yeah. right? Exactly. Put a like it, it. There's definitely no relation between my two names at all. I put a whole extra letter in between my name and I changed the last letter of my name. And there wasn't at all an embarrassing period when we were younger, when every time I saw you, I would just shout kitty. Well, I don't remember that. So that's that that, that could be, you may still remember that. I don't. I can be embarrassed for both of us. It's good. Great. (laughs) Tony, Tony is like Tony's body is male presenting. Like, doesn't have breasts, doesn't have the 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 hips. The hips, yeah. So male presenting, um because the bod like the body image of the scientist was very much masculine, but because he's not they're not really human, 
pronouns don't make sense if you're not a human. So basically, you you weren't really made to have kids. You were just really made to be there. To, to yeah, follow. there there was a legion of cat people. I wasn't sure what to expect when going into this, but I can assure you, listeners, I did not think this would go down this road. I am not saying I don't like it. I am simply saying I did not foresee this. I will still come up with a punny cat-inspired name for this legion specifically, (laughs) but I don't have one ready to go. I will, however, have one pretty soon. Okay, now now that I know there's a legion of cat people out in the world, I am going to have to... I I don't know what I'm going to do with that knowledge for right now. I just know alcohol will be involved at some point in, in the future. So, so shall shall we go down the rest of the list of my yes, questions? Please let's let's I... let's do do not give her ins, ins, inspiration for that. We do not need that at this point in stage. <laughs> okay, I'll try. So the second question is how you are you different from humans? And I think we have covered that. Yes. Yeah. Um who outside of the team is your caretaker? So if we are dealing with the entire family, like of course there is the the um the officer that is taking care of uh I've already lost your name again. God, Bill. What what, what Alchemy? You... Alchemy, yeah, thanks. So the officer taking care of Alchemy probably also interacts with Tony just by proxy. So but same I... handler, but the so there are orf- orphanages and stuff like so. Oh, I got, oh excellent! I got, I got this. So you could be. Uh, I never gave the character a name. Uh, quick, give me a name for a stern one one armed uh, woman who runs an orphanage. Uh, Helga. <laughs> Helga, fine. Yeah, sure. That's better than I was going with. Gertrude wouldn't work so well either. So no, yes, you know Gertrude might be the like there might actually be two. So one is the very strict one, which is Helga, and then one is the where. The, so Helga is. Think about if you if you've ever watched, uh, is that called is that movie Matilda? Yeah. So Miss, the Miss Miss uh, uh Bullstrom Bullstrom yeah Bullstrom, that's kind of Helga. Trunch, tr- then, it wasn't a trunchbull. I'm not going to look it up now. That one. Trunchbull, Agatha Trunchbull. That's the one from Matilda. So that's basically what Helga is like. Ex-bodybuilder, still extremely buff and scary and intimidating. And then you have Gertrude, who is the opposite of that, who is like the the sweet, a little bit chubby, likes to actually properly feed the kids, but you cannot run an orphanage 24-7, and somehow these two are friends? Um, well, they, they work together because they... They're the they're the they're the handlers, but the the headmistress she is the one she is the one who keeps order. Right. Yeah. So the headmistress she might she might be down an arm, but she is the one like everyone knows you do not disobey her. It's like she 
you know, Gertrude is the muscle. I mean, so Helga is the muscle. The one that like, everyone's like, okay, she'll, she'll, she'll be the one who had the punishment. Gertrude is the one who like nurses them, but the headmistress, she is the one who brings order. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to be on Gertrude's bad side though, because that's, that's scary. So I think because Tony and, um, a chemist, alchemy, no, Al- alchemy, alchemy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write this down because this is going to go wrong. Um, because Tony and alchemy have such a, close history together they actually were separated out over the two handlers so bill which of the two handlers do you want do you have a preference i think they probably stuck alchemy with gertrude if only because of the fact that they figured if they left her with someone too strict all the time she might start having the same tendencies as the engineer and they wanted to try and give her an opposite environment the engineer was strict, but kind and doting in certain senses. They wanted someone who would really distract her personality from that kind of a outlook of all the absolute stricture, absolute rigidity to formula, everything must X, Y, Z, and remind her that shades of gray can exist in the world. Uh, but I just love that we have some just now stuff that's that apparently there is a war criminal children child uh, thing about where where if if you are like either the victim or the child of you, it's all it's, I love it. I love it. I, I'm not even. This is why I don't I, even know if I was ever deployed. Exactly. This is this is why I leave Blake's. I didn't I didn't leave High Lab Gnosis. I this is, actually I actually like this. So I'm sorry, Kitty. I can't tell you about that part. I agreed to some NDAs as part of the conditions. Kimmy, it is very 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 confusing every single time you call me Kitty because Kitty and Kimmy sound very much alike, and I just keep thinking that you're talking about yourself. Sorry, Tony. I, d- I don't talk about myself in third person normally. I went through a lot of training, so I don't talk about myself in third person. You're not talking to yourself in third person just yet. Who knows what the future might bring? I don't want to be a monologuer, okay? <laughs> oh. So much trauma. <laughs> so that does mean <laughs> that, uh, that Tony is, is stuck with Helga, which kind of makes sense, I think. I think. <laughs> well, 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 military it's, it's stricture. It is a good thing that Helga is a cat person, so it, it's well. Also, she she gets Helga gets to say that she is she has trained a cat. That that not even not many people can say, make that claim. All right, so so basically, she's now mixed with Dolores Umbridge. <laughs> Oh, no, oh, no, this please, won't be can she... she wear pink all the time? <laughs> oh, I, mean, I, I want to my... say no, but that, I want to I want to say no just because of just out of decency. But that makes a more interesting character. So, I mean, my original thought when you had been introducing the duality between the two was more of a Granny Weatherwax, Nanny Og kind of thing where Helga is your 
very strict, very serious, but very knowledgeable. And then he all just kind of comforts everyone into being a better person and may or may not be having a few too many sips on the side once in a while. But Pratchett will never stop inspiring me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got Gertrude and Helga and then their boss. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right down to the boss. Boss is still nameless, but we will find a way. So, fourth question on the list. Yes. We're going through these so at rapid speed. Oh, don't uh, worry about it. I, I I knew coming into this, this would take some time. Yeah. What about humanity inspires, no, fascinates you most? I think it will be their ability to adapt. And they they seem to know everything. Like... Because there is so much amnesia going on in Tony's head, they don't know anything, and they are very, very gullible. Um, and it's just it's it's both fascinating that people can adapt to so many situations, as well as that it is very, very interesting to Tony that two contradicting things can exist at once. What? How? Whoa! And and you're like. And I, I love like so basically for Tony they're like wait so you can just drop drop a human anywhere and they'll figure things out like within like the first ten minutes. Wow, people I don't are know like how quantum. They do that. People are like quantum, and they can become whatever thing they happen to be when they're looked at. But when you're not looking, you, you don't know. And I, I please let that translate to literally like she at you, some part of your things they shape shift when they're not you're not looking at them. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I can shape shift. Look at me. I can sit in this bowl, and I will take up the shape of this bowl. Cats like are a liquid cat. and a solid. Yeah. There's also the cat gravity theory, which is that cats absorb gravity through sunlight. Which is why when a cat lays down on you after being in the sun, they're so heavy, and you can't possibly move them to get up. I thought that was. I, I, th- I thought you were going for a serious thing for a second, and that, that caught me off guard. Oh, no, no, no. This is an ancient and venerable theory that I've heard at conventions since I was very, very young. And at this point, I'm afraid Kimmy probably believes it or has found a way to weaponize it. Whereas in reality, it's mostly that Tony is filled with a bunch of metal and therefore just very, very heavy. Nope. She She's going to make a beam to extract gravity out of cat people and then use it to make other things heavier. Tony doesn't like this. No, but I I noticed that gravity is on the list of interesting possible ideas. Okay, but first let me answer my last question. I'm almost through. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, My last question is, why do you care about the team? I think Tony, it's not so much an active process. It's just there's people around Tony that protect him from the world or protect them from the world and because they're so gullible they need to be protected from the world and these people just show him show them interesting new places and 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 tell them interesting stories and are not laughing every single time Tony doesn't know a thing or take stuff very literally because what even is sarcasm? So I think it's it's a combination of being very much comfortable with themselves within the team 
as feeling safe within the team and not so much out of the team. So basically, you you don't really like you don't not really a superhero because of like because it's the right thing that you you're doing it because that's what other, that's what your friends are doing and, and you're going along with your friends ish. Ish, yeah. I'm not even sure that Tony really realizes that distinction. I like that. I definitely will have to have to take that and twist that around. <laughs> yes, please do. Use this against me. Oh, I definitely will. So, now there is a part that says when our team first came together. I don't think I I don't think we can really go into that yet. So, before we, so would you do you think? I think you're frozen on me. Oh, you're back. So, do you think this is a game thing? So, do you think alchemy would have influence over Tony? I think some. Because well, it, is a, it is a game term. So when a per, basically, person has influence over you, so if you look on your sheet, you see labels. When a person has influence over you with a capital I, they can shift your label. They can, they can, they can affect you like, as, as a person without, re- like, I, dang, I, I forgot how the rules work. Sorry, folks. If you're looking for professionalism in this, despite the fact we've been t- We've been having a podcast for years by this point. I'm still human. I still forget the rules and stuff. Well, it doesn't really matter. I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, alchemy has influence because under influence on my character sheet, it says you're receptive to how people think and behave around you. Give influence to all of your teammates. Okay, thank you. That that is very very uh, uh, informative and and very pertains a lot to this. That makes a lot of sense. And Alchemy probably knows far too much about how Tony was constructed anyway, for either of their comfort. Like, like at one point you you were there in the room and they were he was your father was like, what is it, which parent is it? Is it the father or the mother who was the engineer? Or both? I think, you know, they, they could have both shared the title, but only one was seen in public at any time. And with all of that, you know, genderless full covering power armor and helmet with a mask and all that all that they needed to do was stay near the same height and not have one of them gain too much weight compared to the other oh <laughs> all right so both parents were in on it i see i see how it is yeah if if one of them was really the brains behind the other she doesn't know that's not the kind of thing you exactly reveal to your kid, especially as a supervillain who needs to be able to maintain power and plausible deniability at certain aspects of the same time. There is an image, and by God, they need to stick to it. Or else, or, or it's, like, it's like, you need to look tough, or the tribes will eat you alive. Yeah, she knows what they're both like outside the armor, but when it's the armor's there, she doesn't know which one it is. Because... Even supervillains can have a domestic life now and then. So they also have a voice modulator in there, because otherwise they would oh, yeah. differently. Oh yeah, voice modulator. They use a slightly different vocabulary when doing it, so they stick with the same scientific terms and are very clinical, but will you know have the cute, friendly nicknames for the kids outside of that kind of moment. There aren't a lot of unarmored moments, and I mean, the Earl King saw both of them in armor at the same time, probably because that was their boss, but otherwise, most people didn't realize there were two instead of one. 
that's still secret and under the NDAs and part of the information that was able to get Kimmy amnesty from everything that happened before she was 16, besides the fact that it was before she was 16. All right. So what's next? Uh, relationships. Uh, Yorin. Blake is an exemplary human. They show you around and tell you how things work. Yeah, I think that almost has to be Helga. Though the exemplary is questionable. <laughs> I think it, you can interpret it as an exam, a good example of a human. Uh, but they definitely, Helga definitely shows how the world actually works despite their toughness just because she is a cat person there is like that little bit of sweet spot that tony just happens to hit often (laughs) so i think helga is the uh exemplary person so basically like for them helga is the default for humans and so (laughs) and it's love i love the idea of like tony going to like going into like a school for the first time and they're like why are all the girls so thin? I don't. Uh, why are they not covered in muscle like Elga? Is that do they not get it to later? Or? Yeah, something like that. Like, why? But I think it will be mostly to the grown-ups. Like, why okay. is our teacher? Oh, I see. Because you're like, like oh, oh, we're, we're, you still haven't got your full augmentation yet. That's why you're not. That's for the for the for the children. Yeah, I know. I, I think Tony does understand that there is a thing called puberty and that changes your body. Okay. But as as any teenager doesn't understand the complete extent to this change. So it could just be the full shapeshifter thing where they just wake up and all of a sudden they are a completely different body. They shape they they change shape when we're not looking anyway. <laughs> Excellent. Well, like, how old roughly is Tony? Like, how, what what age are they going by? Ish. I think fourteen. Okay. I don't know. How about how? What's uh, but, alchemy go? How old is alchemy? I think nineteen. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're um, nineteen, then I'm going to up it a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, well, I'm assuming you know there has been some time breaks and she had to be old enough to be able to give useful information too i don't know i feel like i feel like you know laws are broken down enough that they they're not too concerned about you know seven like a, someone you know under age 18 given ratting on a you know given war crime you know testimony all right we we can go with 17 actually then instead of 19 because I also want her to have had at least one year of therapy since then, so she could actually interact with people in public without monologuing or something. I like well, that. In that case, 14 makes sense, though I don't think the cat people were made in the first year of the regime of the Earl King, but like, there's probably some biological... Well, we could just say like you were physically 14. Yeah. You, you may be you may be a few years you know chronologically younger than that, but close enough. Yeah, especially yeah, when yeah. you're not fully human, you know, you age a little bit different. Definitely, <laughs> and like the mental capacity is is wildly ranging between six and nineteen. 
who said that the experiments only started when the Earl King came around? The experiments well, I, could have started before, too. It takes a while to build up that knowledge. True. The experiments started way before that, but I do think that... They really got results after they joined up with yeah. the Earl King. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Production ramped up a lot. Tony was made under the rule of the Earl King. Well, relative rule over that specific area. All right. Do you also want to do the second line of my relationships immediately? Yeah. Uh, who, who who confuses you? Alchemy. There's just it's very fascinating how how they 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 her her entire way of being changed over a year. That's fascinating. And there was always there's a vague memory of them being diff or her being difficult. But this is different. This is different. Like there's been a lot of change in alchemy over the last year. The passion for chemistry and stuff is still there, uh, but the behavior is different, and the vocabulary is different, and it just it's it's very confusing. But it does make me determined to understand humanity better by studying by studying her, which just makes the entire friendship even weirder. All right, I, I, I definitely, definitely need to get uh, Monica in on this soon, just so she can bounce off all this. Okay, so what's next? Uh, let's go to on your shows a blank slate. You were created with a basic understanding of the world. When you learn something that helps you make sense of the world, write it down as a lesson. Fill in two lessons when you create your character. Fill in the other two when you've learned those lessons during play. Shall I? Think about this for. Can I think about? Yes, this you for a think bit? about it, and then let's see what 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 needs to be filled out for uh, uh, Bill for yeah. alchemy. Yes. So let's. All see. right. Well, I mean, let's see. We have the when our team first came together. Someone important learned about my lineage, but I think we've covered that bit pretty thoroughly. <laughs> it was totally the feds or some equivalent thereof. <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, let's go with the uh, what's what's yeah. the ones the the book have ages. That's their uh, default, you know, government thing. Ages. It was ages. They definitely learned about everything that they needed to know. Well, you know, I th- actually, uh, I think that, I think this is specifically. It's when our team first together. It, it for when our team first came together. It's literally like when you, uh, when all your characters like formed your superhero team like for the first time. Like what caused like the uh like incident to make a band together to uh like actually become a team well we know that tony knows everything already or at least enough of everything so it's the question of if monica's mystery character so yeah i think as much of an idea so i think we'll hold off on that for now maybe like when we all when all three of us can get when all all of us can get together we can like cash that out so i think we'll leave that blank for now Mm-hmm. So let's go to relationships. Now, if you want, you, you don't have to like do one of the characters we've talked about. We could like introduce someone new to this uh, thing. So Blake is the only one who understands what I'm going through. I told them which part of me I wished was more like my parent. I'm actually going to go with Dr. Samuels, my therapist. I've confided a lot of stuff to my therapist, even more than my handler. It's helped so much. Dr. Samuels? 
I think Sam Mills is a good name to go with. All right. And otherwise, I'm not feeling creative enough, and I'm going to have to start running through name generators. <laughs> just, just pull it up anyway, just in case we need. I'm horrible with names myself too. So, all right. So you confide in your therapist. Okay, makes sense. And now, my parent once fought and thrashed blank. I've got to find a way to make it up to them. Ooh. All right. So. Uh, that's, uh, so we now that we get to start introducing some of the local superheroes and supervillains in the area of Halcyon City. So I, I I have a few. So do you want to like do you want do you want to like talk to talk it out together or do you have an idea or do you want me to start with this? I'm curious because I don't know a lot about the heroes we already have and I would not mind putting a tie in there. I think okay, so over a lot of fun. Let's. See which uh all right. So I think that I'm gonna check my notes. But what a few things I have got. Oh yeah, uh, there is a superhero called the Night Guard, who was like sort of like one of the uh bigger bigger names in Halcyon City. Like the whole thing is that like like they can come with themselves like shadowy armor and stuff. So that's why they're literally the Night Guard. And so I like this. So yeah, they were a Silver Age. So. They're like older, but still like still a, like a figure in the in the uh, uh, superhero scene. So yeah, so recap like you guys are the fourth new generation. So bronze are like parents' age, silver would be you know grandparents ish, and gold generation superheroes are now you know great grandparents. Most of the most gold era superheroes are either dead or retired. Or some kind of immortal, in which case they're, you know, it's totally a separate case. I'm pretty sure that the difference of opinions between one of my parents and the superhero grandparent is why I don't have a superhero grandparent right now. Ooh. Like I said, each generation thrown over the one before it, a little bit of your Greek tragedy in there. All right. Excellent. And yeah, so yeah, they fought the Nygaard and then they... Killed the unnamed as of yet. Grandparents. Okay. So, the influence. You gave it to two teammates. So, you only have two teammates. So, yeah, that's they both have influence over you. Now, respect should be the next thing. Write down the names of at least two other characters. Whose respect you need to earn in order to differentiate yourself, to differentiate yourself from your parent. Well, let's start with that night guard because my parents' enemy. Because they, we've already established that there was a pretty big fight there, and I'm going to have to make it up to them. So let's give me a good hill to have to climb here. Okay, so that's one. So now either your, your parents' greatest victim, your personal idol, the city's greatest leader, the greatest super, greatest hero, or the greatest uh, biggest celebrity. Uh, well, since we already have a superhero as, who happens to be their enemy, I want to make sure I go with a very different direction for the second one. Otherwise, I'm just doing the equivalent of saying, I need the Justice League to like me. <laughs> 
I'm thinking it should be someone else that my parents really wronged. Okay. So, so Grace is a victim then? Yeah. So and who, huh. so who do you do you want that to be? Do you want that? Who, do you want that to just be a civilian, like someone who's just like you know, like in the, like you know they've uh, like I don't like you've seen like you've like like you track down the Nate, like you saw them doing something to them one, one night, and then you like you see you see like a uh, you like track look, look, looked up their name later on. I'm thinking it's someone who they had tried to go give some experiments on make into one of, you know, the enhanced soldier types, except guess what? This wasn't their origin story. They're actually just in a hospital, barely surviving, but still alive. I like and that. Was, I like that idea. I've, I've kind of put in some of my spare time towards finding a cure, but I don't even have good access to trying to find that cure because I need to be trusted enough to be allowed to interact with them first, other than very polite letters back and forth. Can I suggest what their mutation is? Let's I want to hear this. So go for a character called Magnolia Moss because they are completely covered in plant material. Their entire spiel is that they can basically grow forests or cover things in moss and therefore suffocate them. Plant powers. I like this. Um, so basically, it's, it's, so instead, that was so they instead of becoming a, a poison ivy, they just you know they're just you know literally covered in plants that you know eat away at their skin. Yeah, exactly. I, I, so I like so magnolia. I do like that name, magnolia. So I, I I stumbled upon the last name of moss, and then I searched for a first name based on a plant that starts with an M. Because nothing says superheroes as much as alliteration. <laughs> I like it. And literally this person has to be in a, like, drugged up in a greenhouse constantly to keep their powers from going hyperactive, but also surround them with enough plant life that they're feeling okay. You know, filtered air, constant warmth and humidity levels, all that. Yeah, and whereas normal humans should definitely never do this, Magnolia can only drink demineralized water because you have plants that only only wants to drink demi water mm-hmm. for no reason. On the bright side, they photosynthesize. Yeah, so they don't really have to eat much. So that's that's good. They can yeah, but, choose to eat. Yeah, them. yeah, but they, they miss. Yeah, but they don't have taste buds anymore. So even if they put food in their mouth, they can't taste anything. <laughs> they no, can... but. Texture is also a thing, so it can. I know, but I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm like, trying to make it miserable. I'm trying to wrap up the misery on this. You can't I deny. Mean, not having uh, taste is pretty miserable. Having to live on maybe just an enjoyable texture. No, they don't get even that. How about more of a pitcher plant kind of problem, Venus flytrap kind of problem? They used to be able to have all sorts of foods, and nowadays it's bugs. And they attract the bugs with this really beautiful smell they put out, which means that they got to be careful who they choose for nurses because the smell is kind of hypnotic at the same time to humans. Ooh, person, lo- yeah, Magnolia was not able to really control themselves, but the chemical that they produce was used for ill purposes. I like that idea. So, okay, so they're so Magnolia moss basically turned into like a sort of human flytrap ish and they they really can't stop the you know hypnotic 
plant pheromone thing. Even if they want to, they can't. Excellent. And still no taste buds. Gotta, gotta leave that in there, no taste buds. So, uh, Yorin, have you managed to uh, get the, uh, for your character, the thing we gave you time to, what was that? Uh, the blank slates? Yes. Yes. So I, I have four choices. I can go for, I am blank, a superhero shoot blank, always blank and never blank. I went for I am uh, and then filled in different, which means that people don't take me seriously. And I went for never. And I, I need you to tell me if this is too vague, because I realized that if I could, if I use, if I play according to these rules, I get different things than when I go against them. But one of the things Tony learned within the first week is to never leave the house without clothes on. I feel like there has to be some kind of a comment of, we didn't make you with that much fur. But look, it's growing in puberty. <laughs> I think... Uh, I, I like the idea behind it. I think maybe we could try for something more like uh, never stop trying to be human or never stop trying to, f- to blend it or something like that. Oh, I know. So what if, uh, like, Tony doesn't have... Well, he has, of course, there is the bushy tail, but they have a way to scrunch that up or braid the hair on it or etc. so that it can actually fall down the leg in very baggy trousers so and then have a hat on and then also the ears are not as visible um so basically the clothes in this case is their disguise which is a baggy set of pants and a hat uh because otherwise people would immediately see oh cat person we have bad experiences with those i see uh, question, what kind of cat? Because a lot of them are the cats who avoid water, but it could be interesting if Tony threw everyone off by having been crossed with Maine Coon, who just want to get in the water all the time, are kind of grumpy about it if you don't let them get their swimming and playing with water when they want to, and weigh about three times as much as they look like they do. Yes. Oh my god, I love Maine Coons. I also love Norse forest cats, which kind of have a similar thing going on, and they're both very, very, very fluffy. Uh, Beautiful. They're so beautiful. I didn't realize they were separate species at first. No, they are. If if I remember correctly, they are. Uh, But oh, they they are. But I didn't know it at first. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. I think it is a mix of a bunch of cat species. Because I kind of landed on a name for the Legion they were part of as the Rectal Rovers, um, shortlisted as Rectals, which is a cat breed for people that are not into cats. Um, yeah, so there's definitely a part Maine Coon, a part um, Forest Cat. There's also a part Rectal. And there is one specific... Himalayan wildcat that is also extremely fluffy and round uh, that I'd also like to include in the mix as soon as I have the name of them, but they are very, very adorable. 
Well, if we're going with Maine Coon, all I can say is I've been obsessed with sea shanties lately. And it would be hilarious, utterly hilarious, if Tony occasionally broke out into that kind of thing or just would make it some kind of a nautical joke because Maine Coons, they were the quintessential ship cap. And maybe Tony's forgotten possible design involved being naval usage, the marine cat or something. I don't think so. Because yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's fine. It, it's just I, like I don't an think idea. So because that's, it's, I did find the cat name that I that I lost. So it's a combination of Rectal, Maine Coon, Norse Forest Cat. And palace cat, P A L L A S, which are also called manuls. Uh, they are very small wild cats. Oh, yeah, I heard about these. Yeah, they are very round and dense. Okay, so I, I, I looping back to the blank slate questions. Yeah. So never. I, I don't. I, I, without... I, yeah, I don't know if. Just because that that is close to like the whole point of the the, the Giannis, uh playbook, which is like you, the whole thing is that your, your secret identity is really important to you. So I don't know. Uh, maybe let's. If it's a no, it's a no. I I did ask you for like, hey, can we work this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I'm saying I don't not attention it. Uh, Kind of no, I think it's a bit too close to like how the the Yannis, Yannis works, which is you know, if you wanted to play the Yannis, you should have picked the Yannis. No, I'm not planning on it. Okay, so because... never, never forget, never do. So we like there is the the part we might we will still get to that, but uh, there is a part that is uh. Yeah, here, which is abilities. Uh, I know I'm getting ahead of you a little bit, but one of the things that I really like about the concept is that he is extremely flexible in his body shape uh, just because of cat. So I think always try to look human would work out just so that body proportions are not off. Yeah. Or is that still too close to something else? Give me a moment to think about this. So, uh, I got. Uh, it's like I, I'm almost. I almost have an idea in, my, in the tip and somewhere, but it, it's not fully forming. Never go to Japan. <laughs> never, never get a la- never get involved in a land war in Asia. <laughs> well, then we're just gonna have to avoid Sicily as well. <laughs> we're going to avoid all the places because everybody now has Kaki face. Which Tony definitely misinterpreted at the beginning. I am that's now. I could. How, how about this? How about never go? Yeah. Never go back to the engineer. Never lose who you are. Those are two different things, I think, for Tony. Yeah. Never lose who you are, and never go back to the engineer. But never go back to the engineer actually works because the thing. The the decoupling between Tony Tony's past that he has forgotten about or they have forgotten about and Tony now. So basically, never go never go back to who they were. Yeah, even though they don't really know what that entails, they just 
know from their classes and their teachings and and their coaching on uh for instance by Helga um but also some with other people um that apparently their past is very dark and they shouldn't strive to find it as much so yeah that works so yeah never go back to the way they were yeah always move forward basically yeah but the always is still open then yeah exactly i also like that the superhero is still open because i really feel like Tony is just learning about what a superhero actually is. And I also love that. Just I love, for me, that's pretty much the whole concept of this whole thing. That's why I call it the learning curve. It's like, none of you know what a superhero really is supposed to be like. You're, you're, you're figuring it straight out as you go along. Everyone's going to tell you what a superhero should be like. But you have, like what you decide on is ultimately going to have to be your own decision. Well, they're supposed to be frustrating, right? That's what I always got told. And I can do frustrating Okay, let's try to shift your labels when we freak up once. Oh, Gertrude is just right there. So I might. Dear, dear, honey. Yes, I know you can be extremely frustrating, but now just eat your cereal. You like it. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah, keep this in mind. When you embody one of your lessons, shift one label up and one label down. Your choice. If you cause a misunderstanding, collateral damage, or unintended consequences in the process, mark potential. When you reject one of your lessons, reject its influence as if it were an NPC. If you choose to have it lose its influence over you, erase that lesson and write a new one in its stead. When you approach your creator or caretakers with a problem, tell them what obstacle you face or what you need to achieve, and they will offer you something you need. And then I get to choose something out of those. If you accept their help, they rewrite one of your lessons for you. Alright. Anything else? I think that's it for now for the character creation for both of you, unless I miss something. Well, unless we're figuring the moves out now or later with Monica. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about the moves. Uh... Also, we still have the... I still have uh that's all rule stuff advancement is also something else um the looks and abilities and then the labels there's still looks abilities and labels on my thing and then the moves okay so we'll start with the just for the record just go down like the looks and ability just list them out for the record so you're in start okay so their looks are ambiguous slash masculine um they are white and they have a human skin with with furry details uh is how i marked it down they constantly wear mismatched clothing unless there is a school uniform then they wear that um and they 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 don't really do a costume yet because they haven't figured clothing out all that well that is just a weird concept um so having an entire elaborate costume is just not so so when they do when they do superhero stuff they just go do this wear their clothes yeah i think it will just be their normal clothes or maybe they wear they turn into like the gym outfit which is just a tank top and gym shorts (laughs) 
I love it. So you put on less clothing, essentially, to go out and do some stuff. Yeah, because that means that there is more freedom of movement. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so what, what are your abilities, specifically? Just just for the record. So we so you can't, like, say, I can do this. But I, did, I didn't tell you I could do it before, but now I can do it. Yeah. So I definitely want to go to Fantastic Elasticity because uh, cat. Okay. And I'm... I'm you don't. You don't have. To, you don't have to pick. You're not limited. You're just just the ones that. If you if you make a good argument, I will allow it. Yeah, I know. So you but you I, have I fantastic of... elasticity. So what does that yes. mean? So that we're we're talking like they can bend any which way. Not 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 like they can you know stretch out like you know crazily. I don't, I, Quinn. You don't have a cat, I believe. I I've been I've allergic to cats. I I never had. Yeah. It. I'm deadly allergic to cats and I love my little boy. Um, in the, at least Storm manages to go from kitten-sized little ball on my couch to spreading out to fill the entire doormat. Okay. Half of the couch. So there is some stretch in, in, okay. in body. So like do the cat stretch. It's like you become So it's a cat long. stretch, but not, you know, like you can't stretch 10 feet down the road thing. No, it's more like one and a half times or maybe okay. max two times their size if they really, really try. Okay. I, 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 like, I, I just actually, I have to nitpick like that, okay? No, it's totally fair because I'm not, I'm not elastic. Like, I'm not uh, elastica from... Uh, 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 You're not elastic girl from The Incredibles. Yes, thank you. That's what I was thinking of. Who can just hold... Two doors, the, the, yeah, no. Okay, so you you essentially cat like elasticity in a human yeah. body. So yeah, that's I, one. I'm not a Barba Papa. Um, so and describe how they are part of your body. Now this is maybe something. Maybe you got like uh, some uh, like weapons or something that you could like spring out of your body because you said they were biomechanical. Oh, it's definitely nails. Because we can, cats, we, don't, we, don't, we can get stranger. Don't, we, don't be afraid to get I mean, strange. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I just I like the idea of like you're you're a perfectly normal cat boy. You're doing this thing, and then like you, you got the stretchiness, and and then you're like, oh, well, what are you tearing claws now? No, <laughs> you just open up your chest as like a mouth in there or something. <laughs> I think it's more just spines all over the body all of a sudden, which is just a shock reaction. And those spines can also just shoot out. Ooh, I like that. So kind of like a hedgehog cat, except yeah. you know, the stereotype of one. Yeah, but also like the spines are usually subdermal. So, so like no so like you're just, oh just a cat boy then like, then you're like oh they're covered in spikes ah <laughs> so every time somebody sneaks up on them and it's like Boom! Ah! And the entire room is filled with spikes. I love it. I love it. So they're cat, they're elastic like a cat, and they have the spikes. Spike blast. All right. That was looks abilities, and now let's go to the moves. Not from around here. Choose two of these. You, when you act clueless, goofy, or confused to get out of a sticky, mundane situation, roll using your freak. On a hit, you create an opportunity, a distraction, or a plausible excuse. 
on a yeah yeah. You know, as I'm thinking, if we go back to alchemy again, because I bet that alchemy also has loops and abilities, then I will read down, like I will read through. Okay, so okay, so we'll go over to alchemy. That okay, so alchemy. What what does alchemy look like, and what are their abilities specifically? Right. So looks. We're talking woman, Middle Eastern, slender body, uniform clothing. She really tries not to stand out too much right now. Right now, she, you know, at school wears the school uniform. I think that would be a school uniform. Yeah. Tries not to have, or something that would look like a school uniform if they didn't have one, you know? Tries to have a relatively less standing out, but very concealing kind of superhero uniform too, so, you know. So more so, like uh, is more like safety equipment versus you know big flashy stuff. Yeah, like really unassuming armor, and still tries to keep the face hidden and stuff like that too. Question: Would they have a gas mask for a hel- helmet, or would that be for the engineer? I think the engineer has something that looks far more fearsome than a normal gas mask would. They got, they got, they got like one of those uh, kill zone gas masks thing about bombs. Yeah, because they work with biological and chemical weaponry. So I'm pretty sure the engineer will want to keep themselves safe from that kind of thing. Right. I'm thinking still a mask that has some filtration and stuff like that because... When you grow up in that environment, you grow up in that. So environment. maybe maybe like more like uh like a uh, like a construction worker mask versus a full full face gas mask ish. Yeah, some one of the ones that actually you can still see the eyes because she yeah exactly wants like you just cover the nose them. and the mouth, but you can still see the eyes. Yeah, but with the plastic screening over the eyes, you know, we're something tougher than regular plastic. Okay, because you know, gotta have empathy, but gotta keep the eyes from getting shrapnel in them. No capes. <laughs> Unless unless you're tougher than the uh, turbines, ah, paranoia there, paranoia. <laughs> no, um, so your lineage, lineage. You are the child child of a true supervillain, someone with power and the will to use that power to cause harm, even though you strive to be different from them. You are what you are because of them, one way or the other. So, what kind of villain are they? I, I, uh, what you, I think they're leading towards mercenary ish. Well, considering they tend to work through creating armies of cat people and things like that, I'm thinking we're talking tyrants. Where it might technically be the right hand tyrant of a greater tyrant, but but, still, but, uh, but, yeah, but besides that, yeah, the Earl King is dead right now, so they're technically the boss now. Exactly. So they definitely have some tyrannicalness to their so, nature, so, okay. over grandiosity. Like I said, she had to have training to stop monologuing. <laughs> All right, and so and you're what do you what you say? Mostly at, at, act actively active, adversarial. I would say actively adversarial. So they're like, think after all those after all the time we spent in the lab with them, having them assist us with the you know total, cutting people open and putting stuff inside them. You think you think a child would be more grateful for that? Yeah, it couldn't possibly cause any lingering trauma whatsoever. It's so healthy to be up have that much part of your upbringing. I mean, once you get used to the screams, you get, you get used to everything. Honestly, God. <laughs> they have an array of abilities, assets, strengths. What are some of them? Up to three. I'm thinking endless minions, 
unrivaled genius and the arsenal of weaponry and gadgets. Okay, so explain the minions thing. Well, they make biological things that will do work for them, or biological cybernetic kind of hybrids. Okay, I did not know they could do this. Let's elaborate. Keep elaborating. Well, I mean, the cat people were a good example. The cat people were mostly organic, but they also had a bit of, you know, beefing up under the skin here and there. Yeah, We've talked oh, about I, the oh, fact see, that yeah. there was some work on the insides as well as the outside. So it's not pure, like, DNA manipulation or something Do they only like do that. cat people or, or, or do they do other stuff? They just happen to be cat people. They happen to be I, their I think, thing. I think the Earl King happened to like cat people, so they went whole hog on that one while they were working for them. But they feel like it was so limiting to their palate to only do felines. Okay. And now that there's no longer that boss who happened to come with a better stream of funding, they're just a better go stream of, you know, of test, test subjects. Exactly. They're just going to be happy to go every which way. They've, they're going back into the plant direction, which they'd tried before. They're going to look more into reptiles and fish. Okay. So they're got they're you know they're gonna go all sorts of animal hybrids, island of Dr. Monroe, and maybe a few things that are just purely mechanical because they argue less. Uh, so what abilities do you use to fight them? I think regeneration is a big one. They made me to be able to survive the occasional fallout to an extent. Yes, I might have gotten probably produced in the old-fashioned biological way, but they wanted to take no chances on that. So, so I'm, I'm a fit of regeneration going. <laughs> I, I just I just imagining like you know they they conceived you the natural way, but it's almost as soon like <coughs> they moved you into a test tube after soon after that, just so they could be like, okay, so this one we're gonna do all kinds of stuff to make them better. Okay, so you yeah. got regeneration. I don't know. If, yeah, I th- I think I might have actually been the prototype for the brother who came out a little more like they planned on instead of the other way around. Ooh. You know, first experiments versus second experiments. That's why he stayed on their side and I didn't. Oh, that's messed up, but I love it. Mm-hmm. And I think the other one is, um, well, I'm not sure technically if, you know, a good skill on the chemical biological engineering would be like a mastery of a skill set kind of thing or a powerful weapon slash gadget kind of thing. Because this is a choose to. Yeah, yeah. Uh... And I want to make sure it makes sense. Because mastery of a skill set can be, well, I make the tools and I use the tools. I think, it, I think it's it leads, the tool that I use a lot in the field, you know? I think, I think it leads more field. towards mastery of a single skill set just because, like, you know chemistry, you know, but you don't really have, it's like, like, you can't make a full on, uh, uh, what's, uh, like you, like you couldn't make a, an acid cannon, really, but you can make like batches of acid in, in like in a lab somewhere really easily. Yeah, I'd like to think you know I have a pretty good idea about material sciences, basically, which is you know what chemistry is a big part of. So yeah, I definitely think this will like you like you have a lot of gadgets that you can make small ones, but you can't. But you do not have the ability or the materials to make anything really big. Right, which is probably partly because they're worried about me going to all full cackler if I got too much funding. So, and so yeah, they're basically really like, okay, so we kept, down. So, 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 so that's why, like, part of the OV review is like they look at you and like they go, okay, so what? How much material do you have? In, oh, how many bobs did you make this time? What's the yield on them? 
Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking a small amount of it might be, I can probably secrete a few different useful chemicals as a side effect of all the stuff that lets me be. I want to have that. That one, that one could be a little bit for free. It's, that, that's unless if you, that one, you could just be like, that, that like, it's, I'm just thinking like either a mild acid or a, a medium acid or a medium base kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I, I won't, I won't let you like say I melt through the bars to escape thing, but I will say it's good enough for a chemical to, to quickly craft together a, like a gadget thing. Yeah. Like maybe my saliva is a lot more acidic or base than normal, which has its own awkward side effects. Thanks mom ruined my prom. Oh, <laughs> and on the other hand, it means I spit in the chemistry to activate it because I'm the final ingredient. Yes. Okay. I that I like that. That, that I'll let you have that for free. That can be part of your. That's why. You, that's why you need the regeneration because otherwise you you just melt yourself without it. Yeah, I got to add like a little spit or a little bit of blood into a lot of my things. And then it's the final chemical ingredient. And it's also why even my parents couldn't quite duplicate any of the number of concoctions I came up with. Excellent. Excellent. So uh, do, do you have, do you, what do you want to, do we, Yuri, can we go back to you for the moves or do you want, do you want to stick to Bill? No, I, I'm, I'm good. Okay. So I, you already started reading the one that I actually ended up choosing. I ended up going for not around, not from around here, which is when you act clueless, goofy, or confused to get out of a sticky mundane situation, roll plus freak on a hit. You create the opportunity, uh, a distraction or a plausible, a plausible excuse on a seven to nine. You also feel all the weight of playing a clown and the people staring at you, the GM shifts one of your labels up and down, and on a miss, no one is fooled, and you've put yourself in the crosshairs. Because I think it fits my character fairly well. Yeah, it feels like like you you know enough to like, okay, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm gonna do it anyway because I need to do it for this thing. And if it doesn't work, you're like, well, I, f- I feel bad about you know having to you know go back and all the lessons I've been, all the hours I put into acting like a person. Yeah, and he is. They are a little bit aloof. They are a little bit gullible. So it is believable if they all of a sudden do not understand concepts that would just be fairly convenient to not know in that moment. Um, And then it was only between a mind of their own and regeneration. Um, Quickly, a mind of your own of their own makes the powers evolve and mutate. Uh, depending on the situation and then the regeneration is when you're taking out you can trigger an emergency regeneration process and i landed on regeneration because i think it is just perfect if you build a whole legion to give them regeneration powers even if that costs things. all right now could you please read out what it says just so yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. totally uh, when you're taken out you can trigger an emergency regeneration process if you do, your body undergoes an unpredictable transformation, and in mere moments, you're back on your feet and ready to fight. Clear three conditions, which are uh, afraid, angry, guilty, hopeless, or insecure. Uh, so that's the damage that we'll be taking. Um, and take cho- uh, choose three from the list below, which is change your identity, uh, your gender identity or presentation, uh, change your physical appearance. 
forget all your lessons, lose an important memory of a teammate and they lose influence over you, or swap an ability with another one from a new from the newborn playbook. Ooh, so that means like if you need like a Hail Mary thing, like you you you're down and out, like everyone's you know just you know down about to be killed, you can sacrifice your own memories to uh, save the day. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, or just change every single aspect about myself because that won't give you insecurities about anything at all or mess no, with you. Definitely not. Because you know, being you know who, because especially as a teenager, who. Who who wouldn't want to be able to completely change their personality and makeup as a person at the at the drop of a hat? Well, not really a drop of in, a hat, but it's more of a desperate thing. Yeah, especially in very stressful and deadly situations. Because that's not traumatic at all. No, I might just disappear. I might just choose to all of we a might, sudden become invisible. We, we might lose Tony and we might get someone else. Who knows? Tony, um, I see this great doctor once a week, and I think you might really benefit from it. Yeah, but, like, that doctor is technically a human doctor, and technically Helga tells me that I'm not a human, so I cannot go to a human doctor. More of you human than not. I've seen it. More of you human than not. <laughs> Human-inspired does not mean human. Like, that statue is human-inspired, but that's not human. You have more human DNA than, you know, the majority of things that are used for lab testing, if that helps. In fact, probably more than almost anything used for lab testing in the labs that pass the ethics boards. Tony immediately tilts their head and slow blinks, which is a thing that cats do if they really trust you. Like, yeah, what? Yeah, um, very, very human for a lot of the ways that count. And I'm pretty sure that we we can work on the rest of them. All right. A soft purring fills the room. Oh, this is is too sad. We got to get Monica. We got to get Monica in on this as soon as possible. Monica's got to save us. We make it even worse. Actually, yeah, that's more likely. She'll okay. just spend about the five minutes squeeing and we'll have to remind her that we have to stop squeeing every now and then. Okay, so for moves, Bill, what do right, you... I'm, I'm thinking that given Kimmy's behavior, all the best stuff is one because she knows where she's hidden things and her parents have hidden things and sometimes she really just needs slightly more tools and she's trying to do it in a way that doesn't cause funding questions but also doesn't screw someone over because she wants to be doing things good, really. All right, so for those listening, uh, all the best stuff. You've compiled access to caches of equipment and weaponry other superheroes have hidden in the city. When you access a cache, say whose cache it is. If it's a hero's, roll plus savior. If it's a villain's, roll plus danger. On a hit, you find tool or intel useful to your situation. The GM will detail. On a seven and a nine, you leave evidence that you've been here. On a miss, you've tipped an alarm, and they're coming. Prepare to explain yourself. Okay, what's the other one? I think one? a lot of them are my parents, but some of them are things my parents rated in so, the past. I may or may not have been along on some of those trips. Oh, or just like... like, like Plausible deniability, pa- please. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, yeah, your parents are villains, and you know, so, sure, they say there's... Some people say they're heroes, but 
you, you've, you've, you've heard stories about your parents dealing with heroes. You don't know who, but you know where to find their stuff. Sometimes a tool that exists outside of any registration is just a tool that exists outside of any registration. And the people who I'm borrowing it from, regardless of how popular or unpopular they are, might not want it known that it existed in the first place. Exactly. So what's the other uh, move you're taking? I think moldable. I'm trying to be able to get along with people better. And I've been learning possibly some of the wrong lessons as well as the right lessons from the psychologist. Moldable is whenever I pierce somebody's mask, whose respect I crave, I can ask, how can I gain influence over you, even on a miss? I think she really wants to get in good with people who are considered seriously superheroes in general and probably has learned things that the psychologist did not intend to teach by accident. Uh, I see. Makes sense. All right. I think that should be everything we can do for now, unless I'm forgetting something, at least for this character creation. So we got the looks, the lineage, the moves, the backstory, respect, and blank slate, the relationships. So, yes, I think. Oh, uh, for label, we almost got the labels, labels. So, if you look on the, they should have a default. Like, so when you create a character, you can shift a label to. So, here's what labels mean for it. danger is literally just like how powerful you are, how. How much stuff you can do? What? Uh, let me pull up the the the, the rule book because it should explain the things better than I can. Where does label labels? Label. Ah, so each label. Uh, five main stats called labels. Each label tells you how your character understands their self-image. They shift over, change over time of a course of play. Danger: seeing yourself as threatening, strong, bloody, knuckled, and risky. Other people see you as a danger when they think you should steer clear. Other people see you as a danger when they think you they should steer clear of you because you might bring them harm. You see yourself as a danger when you believe you can take down other dangerous threats and when you think you, you yourself are a threat to other people. Freak. Seeing yourself as strange, unusual, unique, and powerful. Other people see you as a freak when they think they're odd, Unlike them, something unnatural or outside their understanding. You see yourself as a freak when you accept and own the things you can do that no one else can. And when you think you don't belong with the people and the world around you. Savior. Seeing yourself as defending, guarding, protecting, and stalwart. Other people see you as a savior when they think of you as noble or self-sacrificing. Or a bit overbearing and moralizing. You see yourself as a savior if, when you think of yourself as a martyr so, or someone who gladly sacrifices to protect others, to protect and defend others. Superior, seeing yourself as smart, capable, crafty, and quick. Other people see you as superior when they think you are the smartest person in the room, an arrogant, e egotistical jerk. You see yourself as superior when you think you're cleverer than everyone else and when you know exactly what to say to make the people around you do what you want. Mundane. Seeing yourself as normal, human, empathetic, and understanding. Other people see you as mundane when they think of you as all too normal and uninteresting, but also comprehending and sympathetic. You see yourself as mundane 
when you think you're regular, just a person, not special, and focused on normal human things like feelings and emotions. So for Bill, your character starts off with a plus one to danger and plus one to the savior. Which basically seems to imply that you know they they know they're smart and they're and they're dangerous because you know their parents. You came from a bit. Uh, you came from a you know somewhere a place where that's kind of over implied. You you know you know stuff and you're you know how to use it. So which which would you think which what label do you think would add plus one to anywhere? I'm thinking freak also because of the unfortunate side effects of her internal chemistry. Okay. Like, you know, she realizes it alienates her a little bit. And normal kids don't need to gargle with, you know, baking soda on a semi-regular basis if they want to consider having a relationship to neutralize their <laughs> mouth acid. Things like that, you know? Oh god, now I'm just just I just had a horrible image in my head right now. I don't I don't I don't, don't want to say it. It's just like you kiss someone and, and you come back with more teeth in your mouth than before just because you pulled out one of the teeth. Yeah, no, it's just like, it, it's bad enough that it could be unpleasant, but she possibly isn't as, like we said, it's not huge, huge design because it's not the specific label there. So, but it's still enough that she wants to neutralize the acid first, you know? It, just, so she it's, it's, probably it's, literally just spends all of her time chewing tongues and stuff <laughs> like that because it neutralizes the acid and she just has to be careful not to look like she's foaming at the mouth when doing so. Yeah, so it's just enough to be very inconvenient, but not enough to actually be super harmful. <laughs> Still, that's why you need the bridge. So now for... Uh, yeah, I think that has to fit better than any of the other ones would. Yeah, so Tony... Where are you shifting your labels? I am going from a plus one danger to a plus two danger. Tony knows they are dangerous. They know the internal structures that they have. They they know kind of where they came from, and they know people are scared because of that. They are dangerous. All right, so, so you have a plus two in danger, a plus two in freak, a plus one in superior, and a minus two in mundane. Yes. So you you definitely you know you ain't normal, no. and you yeah, and you 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 have an idea of how to act normal, but it's definitely it's an act still. Yeah, I think uh, I think Tony is very much aware of their physical differences compared to humans, and and yeah, that definitely plays a big role in how they see themselves. All right, so with that, that should be the last of the character creation stuff for now. Uh, and then we, when we finally get Monica in, we can get to the, when our team first came together. And so with that done, I, do you have any other questions? Like, any, we want to find out anything about Halcyon City before, like, you know, the game actually starts whenever we get, get to it? I think it would be nice to just have that at the beginning of the first session that we have with all of us together. I mean, the only thing I expect really is going to be a big, I might find out is that I have two people I definitely need respect from. And the list probably will grow longer because there are more potential people to I'd want respect from. And there's a big hot mess there who wants acceptance, among other things. 
And once I have more contact with other people, I might have to add someone like, there's a city leader whose respect I want now that I know that that even is an existing thing that could be on my table and wasn't before, or a city's great hero who isn't night guard, who I run into one time and I just think, wow, I could have the guardian's respect or something like that. I didn't even imagine that. Adding this to the character sheet. <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing guardian. That's too please. That is too generic. Never. I have standards, I know, I'm, sir. <laughs> I know, I know. I just, for sake of argument. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think that should be it. We are wrapped up for right now. Any, unless, unless I forgot something completely. Any, any, anything anyone else has to think? All right then, we are good. Thank you for listening, everybody. It's I do not I do not envy the editors for doing this. I do not envy them. This is going to be a bit of a mess. So, thank you all for listening, and to and keep your ears keep your ears out for uh, future uh, recordings and sessions of the Learning Curve. Ding, DM. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.